Welcome on in the Real Kipper and Bourne Show. This is the Leaf Edition. We are on Sportsnet 590, Sportsnet 360, Sportsnet Plus from 4 to 6. Sammy McKee, Justin Bourne, Nick Kiprios, Derek Brandale, and let's welcome in Frank the Tank Baraska. Welcome, Frankie. Frankie. Right the fellas. Okay. No. Is he running naked right now upstairs? Seems unlikely, but possible. Is that not Frank the Tank from yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Will? Yeah. Will Farrell. Going streaking. Yeah. There you go. Going streaking. All right, boys. What do you think tonight? Back to back, they get the Dallas Stars, the Toronto Maple Leafs last night. 2-1 winners over the Buffalo Sabres where they they needed a very strong performance out of Jake Ottinger, who will not be in net tonight. Yeah. Leafs but, get uh, Scott Wedgwood for, for the second time, right? The last two games? Yeah, they played him in the, I think it was like the sixth or seventh game of the season. They played the Stars in Dallas, and yeah. they had Wedgwood that night too. I, can, I, can I do some Leafs? Fan takes trust, right tr- off the top trust tree with you guys but it's your show basically no, i, I want to ask your opinions on it because i know both you guys were up late watching uh edmonton. The, edmonton and vegas i did yeah and i used to have my dad and i used to have this conversation all the time that when the leafs were bad through the 2010s you'd watch the crappy leafs play and then you'd watch any other elite team in the league play and you would say that's a different sport that's a different that's a different league they're playing in. And that went away. During the regular season, that's gone away for the last four or five years where the Leafs have been a really elite regular season team. For the first time in a long time after watching that game last night, I'm like, that's, that's a different class. That's a different league. Wow. I feel like it's back. Wow. Yeah. Like, the Leafs are still good. They're not the 2010 Leafs. Don't get right. me wrong here. But just the attention to detail on both of those teams, the defensive work, hard on pucks, the lack of mistakes. Yeah, like it's I just... can't disagree one second. And I watched the same thing. Yeah. And I didn't see too many glaring mistakes mm-hmm. off each side, Edmonton and Vegas. Like, the good discipline, no odd man rushes, no glaring errors, just hard forecheck. Hard back check, back pressure. It was, it had a huge playoff feel. You know, I think there's something with when you're a really successful team and you're really confident in the process. Like, obviously, the Oilers would be through 16 straight wins. Um, You know, Vegas is defending cup champions. Where nothing happening is okay. You don't feel the need to force something. You're just content to be in the game and wait for your opportunities to come. And... I feel like this is a Leafs team that when it's not coming, it starts to get desperate and force it in chances and stretch and whatever, you know, force the puck into the middle where there's not that sort of like contented to just play, just stay yeah. in it, stay in the game and wait for that door to open. But like, I, I think the Leafs have been a really good regular season team for the last four or five years. For sure. And they're still a and really they, good team, right? No, I mean, no, 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 I think, they're not, no, no, they're not, they're not, they're, uh, mid. they're, they're, they're just right. Yeah. They're not a good regular season team anymore and the stats will tell you that but i'm the saying numbers will last tell you night that. the two teams we watched are elite are the best yes. two teams in the west maybe colorado but in years past you'd go into those games with the leafs thinking you have a chance to compete 
right? Mm-hmm. And the Leafs went to Edmonton, and they were in the midst of that winning streak, and they were in that game. They ended up losing. They blew it late. I, like, I just don't think the Leafs are walking into Vegas tomorrow night, and they're going to be able to play the game that they played. Like, mm-hmm. it's just the, like, the defensive work. It's just there's no mistake. Anyways, their only mistake was a two on zero off of a shorthanded goal, and they didn't give up the any other mistakes. Anyways, right. we don't have to talk. It's not that we can talk about more than National Hour. No, it's but just, it's, no. it's a fair. I mean, yeah. I've been saying I, yeah. I had the Leafs. I think I said about a month ago between sixth and eleventh best in the league, and it's tough to not sit here today feeling like they're closer to eleventh than. Sixth. I think I think the the most glaring statistic or support to to Sammy's case for. What he saw last night compared to what we've seen from the Leafs is just 60 minutes of hockey. Regulation wins. Mm -hmm. And it's incredible that Vancouver is sitting with 31 at this point. And they are ahead by a country mile. How many of the Leafs that kept, did you just say? Oh, you don't want to know, Sammy. I don't want to get the show off to a bad start. (laughs) Tell me, because I don't, I, I, I haven't kept track after yeah. there was like a big talking point for a long time. There's 16. 16. Versus 31 for Vancouver. For Vancouver. Yeah. And as bad as the Edmonton Oilers start was, mm-hmm. they've found a way to get in 24. Wow. Vegas at 23 after last night's 3-1 victory. Yeah. And I think there's all but... Eight teams, if I'm not mistaken, the Leafs, I think, sit 24th in the league at 16 regulation wins in 48 games. 16, can, Justin. It's not good. Can we, but. That's so, a third of your games you're getting a regulation win. Just to, to further yeah. that point, the teams behind them, I don't think there's a playoff team in the bunch unless you think the Islanders get in. Maybe Washington. The Islanders, with their win the other night against the Leafs, uh, are now at 15. Yeah, so it's Minnesota, Montreal, Anaheim, Columbus, San Jose, Chicago. That's that's bad company. It is. It's bad company. I, I guess it kind of just takes away from the, the devil's advocate I was going to play. But just, Which one? That just, you know, you, they did win the games, and they're in these close games. Like, it's not like they're getting, you know, they could have well, a lot of regulation. The they, could they have haven't a, lost a regulation have a lot either. Of, that's what I mean. They could have a lot of regulation losses and be completely out of the that's playoff amazing. picture. I'm just... You know, there is another side to that. Yeah, no, no. For sure. I, I get it. Games. It's not that they're getting blown out. No, they're, yeah. they're not, you're not staring at a lottery pick. Actually, only five teams have, actually only four teams have fewer regulation losses. Mm. Only Dallas, Winnipeg, Vancouver, and Boston have so, there regulation you go. losses. So, yeah. you know, that's about what we think they are, right? They're not bad. They're not great. They're in the mix. I was telling Sam before the show, they're the perfect team to talk about. Elite talent, expectations, underachieving. There's so much here for them, and they just we got to find what it is that they're missing. I think the next we're heading into now where it's, you know, we're getting close to the trade deadline, and we're heading into this next sort of, like, portion of the season where it's, like, the start of the season, then it's pre-All-Star break, then post-All-Star break, you get into oh, yeah, the playoff part. this part, yeah. and then it's, like, after the trade deadline, you have your team, you make your final push for the playoff or whatever. Now that we're in the the sort of trade deadline portion of the t- of the mm-hmm. season, it's like I, they're Brad. Just be careful with that first. They're, just be care. Just be careful with that first round pick. They're uh, in the first wild card spot right now with fifty eight points in forty eight mm-hmm. games. 
Um, you know, on their heels there is the the Islanders and Penguins. Oh, this is actually super helpful if you're watching on television right there. You can see, you know, they got games on Tampa and Florida and Boston, right? So you got a couple of cracks to get back up into that pile, but it's it's tight. Yeah. And I do think that the Flyers are going to drop out of there yet, but boy, I think the Pittsburgh uh, Penguins are going to climb. Yeah, I think the uh, I see the Penguins as much as we can sit here and say, and I think the Islanders will be decent too. Oldest team in the league and not much upside. There still should be enough for Pittsburgh to get in there. I think so too. And I think with Patty Waugh and the Islanders and the push they're going to make, I don't think Lou's going to sell at the deadline. I think they'll get better too. So what we're saying here is for the first time in a while, the Leaf fans are living through a playoff push here. Like you are not in the clear. But it could go the other way. They win a few games. You could be going, can they be second there in the division? you're, You're safe to say that today. And you, to Justin's point, you hope that they can, if they get a little streaky here, they can they can get themselves back into a little bit of a comfort zone. We were having a you know a talk about this before, and we were talking about first round of the playoffs and how it doesn't you know this team lacking this or that. But I tell you what, a lot of things can happen, and one of them is you add a couple of pieces at the deadline. If you end up in a wild card spot and you draw the Rangers or Carolina or something, you're playing out of the Metro. It's a totally different season like it there's still the point i think we're all making is that there's a they need help but there's a lot of opportunity out here still. <laughs> Listen, I, I think the point a, i think the big point is we have no clue what's no, gonna happen but neither does sheldon neither does brendan neither does brad like this team everyone's going i don't know we're, we're okay well hope that's all you're giving me right now is just hope the hope that kills Elite you. fans have never <laughs> tried the underdog thing in a regular season, and maybe not there, since there, they there might, Washington. There might be that feeling now that they've got everything to gain and nothing to lose if they continue on this trajectory. Nah, nothing to lose, pal. Nothing to lose. I'm talking about the Leaf fan and expectations. Oh, oh, okay. I'm not talking about jobs. Okay, okay, I'm okay. not talking okay. about bodies moving. But this, I'm talking about the Leaf. Fan All expectation. Right. Right. Kipper, this team misses the playoffs. Remember how you're talking about the team expanding? This team may just move to Markham if they <laughs> miss the playoffs. <laughs> They've got a Hearts, whole different thing. <laughs> well, here's the really good news. And uh, just a quick note, we're going to have Marty Turco, former NHL uh, great goaltender for the Dallas Stars. He's going to join us in about 25 minutes. Uh, but the Leafs kind of own Dallas the last little while here. 5-0 and oh, and have Pretty much dominated them, Sammy. Yeah. In the last little while. Goals 19 to 6 in the last five games against them. Coming along. One of the last five games against them was with Matthews scored his Leaf record. Oh, yeah. 55, 55 was the record, right? I think he scored it in Dallas. Yeah. Maybe in overtime, if I'm not mistaken. Anyways, uh, yeah. So there you go. Uh, so a little bit of data, some stats for you guys. The Stars are first in the NHL with a 15-5-4 road record. Mm. They're 4-0-2 on back-to-backs. This is a road game on a back-to-back. Don't expect you're getting a depleted Dallas Stars team. Yeah, I, I picked them to win the Cup before the season started. I've heard worse picks. And uh, I'm not feeling great about it right now. You know what I do want to go back in time? Is remember when the Oilers were like 5-13? and 13? And everyone was tweeting about Sportsnet's analysts being a bunch of idiots. Do you guys remember that? 
Oh, yeah, half your... They weren't talking buddy, to me, though. Buddy, I was the one on the air every day being like, there's 10 people around here that picked them to win yeah, the cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where are those 10 people? Stand right up. <laughs> the 10 people who oh, picked them, stand yeah, yeah, up. Yeah. Get in your mentions right now and send yeah. some likes the messages from they gotta, so they November. Win, they win 16 in a row. You don't mention that. They lose, and now you're mentioning that. <laughs> You could have worse timing. Yeah. <laughs> well, fair <laughs> enough. But listen, they're, they're still looking pretty good. Mark Spectrus, yes, an are. article on Sportsnet today about how this is still the oh, best they've looked, even in a Easily could have won that game last yeah. night. Aiden Hill made a couple really great saves. Anyways. Okay. Um, let's go to our first Sheldon Keefe, uh, Kipper's Clipper, on maybe some of the issues still plaguing the Toronto Maple Leafs, including a little lack of scoring. Show them the opportunities they're getting and the chances that are there. Um, and you just got to stay with it. You know, there's nothing else you can you can do. Uh, I do think we've had a you know a number of chances, and we've had no issues generating scoring chances. That's uh, you know for it to go over the line is <clears throat> is you just got to be persistent, and stay with it, uh, shoot the puck, be assertive, guys away from the puck, disrupt the goaltenders, all those kind of things. Um, that's all really all you could do. And then at the same time. Recognize that while you're going through that, you, it, you know you you got to give up less if you want to win games. So like that's that's the balance that you've got to you've got to strike there. But the, you know generating the scoring chances has not been a problem problem for us. Uh, so we just got to stay with it. Jonas Siegel has an interesting article on the Athletic today about uh, top four scoring by team and what percentage of their team scoring yeah. total. Uh, the Leafs are number one, as you would expect. Their top four guys have 60% of their goals this season. Um, you know, Florida's second with 56. Good teams tend to be up there, right? Yeah. You have some elite talent, but the Leafs are far and away the most yes. top-heavy. We mentioned it yesterday about, like, I don't see the bottom, the other guys getting good chances. I see the top four guys getting good chances. Mm-hmm. But, like, I mean, Nyes hasn't got a shot, and, you know, the, all that stuff you laid out there, and... Bertuzzi's lack of shooting and Domi's lack of shooting. Like, I don't necessarily agree with him that he's like, look at all these chances you're getting. Yeah. I watch the games too. Yeah, majority of them are coming from that 60%. Yeah. For sure they are. That's a really good point. Like, I know Bertuzzi had the goal called back and he's had a couple. Bertuzzi's the only guy I can be like, he's due for a couple. Oh, yeah. my God. He's been so, like, I'm, we're talking about it's been pucks unusual. On, a, on a goal line where he just needs to go. I know that was the one he's swinging away. Just blow harder, Bertuzzi. Blow harder. (laughs) (laughs) Push it over the line. I've never seen a guy so close and not be able to push it over the goal line. He's beat it to a square a few times in front of the net this year. He really has. Here's to hope, and he has that Boston first round in him where, you know, he's just around the crease and pucks find him because, boy, he's built up some luck. He's owed a little bit of karma here. Yeah, I think... And we didn't touch on this really yesterday's show, but Tavares comes off of a, a nice break, five, six days, probably chasing his kids around. I don't no. think he ended up at the beach anywhere, but nice to get away from the game. Did you see enough out of Monday night to think that this guy can kind of come back a little bit here, or is there still going to be some concerns here moving forward on, on JT? Well, it's a yes, but he's not going to get that break before playoffs. You know what I mean? Like this is, I can, when he's rested, every game he comes back, he looks great. I thought he looked really good um, the other night and he scores and he's involved in the play. I think he had an assist as well, right? Like he, he looked good. 
but uh, we're, it's going to happen again. I like is is Sheldon like like I've, we've said many times. You probably know him a little better than us. Is he the type of guy that can look at the standings and see them in a wild card, and yet maybe three weeks from now or a month from now he'll give them a night off, or he'll be like, no. Screw it. You make 11 million bucks. I need you on a second line. I need you on a power play. I need you to produce. Well, there's just never a night, Kip, where they're going to be like, these points don't matter. You know, or like, yeah, you know, we'll just kind of throw our hat in the ring and see what happens tonight. Like, it's, you know, Sheldon from watching him for years here. He tries to win every hockey game at the cost of accountability for whatever for the year. He will try to win tonight. Do you, do you really believe that Tavares is away from the rink for... The whole, like, I feel like... Uh, he wasn't o- playing a hockey game. Over under days at the rink for him during the All-Star break. I'll set it at three and a half. You think so? <laughs> he's always like VJ Singh. You're Why? like, get off the range, He's, he's, he's probably taking ice baths, crushing kale smoothies. He's probably there the whole time. Well, that's well, even nice said that living with him. Like, yeah. it's a Whatever focus. works, right, at the end of the day for you. Like, you know your your body and your mind better than anybody, but, like, is, is, just, is this just father time catching up to him a little bit? Because... I think there are times when we can still watch him and, and the foot speed's not there. My biggest concern still, even after his goal and an assist Monday night, is five-on-five, five, guys. Yeah. You didn't have a point five-on-five on, five on Monday night. It was a four-on-four, a, a four, which maybe gives him a little bit more room. And then the power play goal. I can't tell you the last time he scored an even-strength or five on five goal. I think it was early December. I don't know if you have anywhere you can. Yeah, I it's, know. It's, I know it, it's, it's twenty two, thirty games. It's, it's a long time. No, it's it's really concerning. Yeah. And can he play and be successful five on five? Because that's how you win rounds in the playoffs. I'm a big fan of the expression "everything's a nail to a hammer," and I feel like for Tavares, you know, you said he knows his body, he knows whatever, and it's like, but a guy like him who just works hard and commits to his craft. He doesn't know how to relax, right? Like, it just looks like maybe if I just, like, work harder. And sometimes that's not the answer for a guy like him. So, they, yeah, they may have to sit him down for a couple nights and say, I know you want to be out there and doing your thing. But because they obviously, given the top four scoring we talked about, you require that. They've had no injuries out of their top four guys and still are struggling. Like he, would, yeah, it, would it be December 11th versus the Islanders? Is that possible? Very, yes. very possible. Yeah. That's, when he scored his thousandth point, that's closing like in on ago. two months. Yeah. That's a long time ago, boys. Yeah, it's a long time. No, I lied to you. Columbus, twenty the twenty third, twenty third of December. Of what? Yeah, the twenty third of December. Of what is? What are you? What are you marking? Even strength or five even on strength. five? Oh, just even strength. Well, yeah. see to me or five. Yeah, five five on five is is different than four on four. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, no, it's uh long stretch. I, you know, I still feel like... He did have some good looks five-on-five five five Monday night. He did. He had one on the, in the slot. Yeah. Uh, and Sorokin made an, a great uh, leg save on him. His, like, expected goals are always through the roof. He gets a lot of looks, and they're not going in. I'm not as worried about him as I think maybe you are. Like, I think he's still going to be able to produce for them. It, it's... It's definitely a concern that his numbers are declining like like they are. But I still feel like he's got enough juice. He gets some pucks around the crease. He can score some goals for him. But obviously they need him to. So yeah, but you can't. You absolutely can't uh, like sit him. You can't be like we got to dial you back. No, they need. They need everything. 
Well, they right now they can't get a goal. Once they from, get Kelly Arncroft back, well, I guess he's like, isn't he their best non, their best four non guy. four yes, guy scorer? But like, got ten goals. They need to bleed everything they can out of Tavares. Flex it's, seal, regardless of new flex seal. Yeah, regardless of how much of a stone it might be, you have to. I believe they play Arizona three times in the next month. So we're going to see a lot of flex seal. No way they play them three times. Maybe in the month of March. Let me, it's, it's, they play three times in like a couple weeks. Huh. Yeah. Stop leaks fast. <laughs> so are we like, are we still too early to call this now a stretch drive, Sammy? Or is this what you kind of have us looking at? I know Sheldon Keefe's going to talk a little bit about moving forward, but... Is this? Do you consider this a stretch drive right now? For sure, it's after the All Star break. Thirty games, thirty like games, a sprint. But I agree with Sam that it's like compartment or like you know, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. But it's just a, yeah, it's a chunk of games up to the All Star game. Like yeah. this is not the playoff push. This is a what do we need assessment period. You try to stack up points, but you're also going, God, can we live with this guy? Can Lilligren handle it? Can we get more out of Domi? Can we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's go to Sheldon Keefe and his thoughts on this stretch drive what he's looking for in the stretch drive there consistency that's that's really that's been the the name of the game for us like we've whether it's you look at the season as a whole we've been all inconsistent with our play and then even within games you know we uh, like i said the other night we play well enough to win in order and playing well enough to win to me is doing a lot of good things otherwise you're not even in the game you know you're chasing the game and you're you know, you're you're letting the opposition pull away from you. We've been good in games, and then, uh, you know, we let it get away on us. Like, it's just consistent. Doing consistently, that's the difference between the top teams, the elite teams, and everybody else in the league is consistency. Uh, so that's that's really what we're, what we're seeking. So that, to me, is the biggest problem with this team. The bonehead moments? There's just the lack of consistency. And with the other teams in years past, with what they did in the bottom six, with more defensive, and they were just more consistent down there, and you knew what you are going to get on a night-to-night basis. If it wasn't as much scoring, mm-hmm. at least they weren't getting caved in, making yeah, dumb felt mistakes. Better with like Kasha and Lafferty and Achari, and, I guess. Yeah, you know, I did some of those guys. Zach Aston Reese. I got to tell you, you know, he talked about consistency. Like we've played well enough to win. We've just kind of had these moments, sort of thing. It kind of reminds me of the like the Galchenyuk turnover uh, in the playoffs or the tournament. You know, where it's like you just. I said this yesterday, where they just have these moments and cleaning that up is something I don't know if you can coach. I don't think you can coach it out of guys. I don't. No, which is a major concern. I I don't know what the answer is. You tell Lilligren to bank it off the glass every time. um, It's not fun. I just. I get the honeymoon of a Patrick Waugh, but those guys are right now, the Islander team that I saw beat the Leafs mm-hmm. are kind of on their best behavior. Yeah. And how long he continues to kind of squeeze out their best behavior in <laughs> two weeks, a month, you think they're the rest of the season? Again? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But all I know is there's some coaches that find a way to – never let you relax mm-hmm. and i don't know if it's if it's sheldon i would a would a hard ass make you more aware of of making simpler plays safer plays would you would you be a lot more scared if you had a different coach out there to make a mistake or or relax like i've yeah. had different type of coaches 
I can tell you, Keenan scared the snot out of me. Mm-hmm. I knew if I had one bad moment, I'm either benched or in the press box. I'm a healthy scratch the next day. Play the percentages. Do not gamble. Do not... Like, is, is this Sheldon needing to find a way to squeeze more safety or urgency or more attention to detail out of these guys? Or is just, it just on can't. the individual? You can't. You can't. No, I you think you can. No, he can't. We, I mean, he's tried to be captain accountability this year. It, <clears throat> so, first off, I think it's too late to change coaches. Do you agree with that or do you think... I mean, we're at, listen. I I don't think there's we're after the All Star game. There's two months of the season. I don't know. Left. Did Lou, Lou Lamarillo fire somebody a week before <laughs> yeah. and win the Stanley Cup? And went on the bench, didn't he? Didn't he fire somebody? Larry like Robinson on the bench. I came think. in. Yeah, but no. There's a there's no, he's one put himself on him twice. Yeah. He's done it twice. Yeah. I don't believe for one second that it's 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 ever too late if if you get the response that you hope for. Okay. Well, I it's getting late. Yeah. It's getting late. If it happened now, it would be a late coach firing. It would be. It would be. That's in the playoffs. It would, that would be, be very. Uh, but listen, uh, L.A. did it. Yeah. Todd McClellan's gone. Might I add that we were talking about Todd McClellan um, eight, ten weeks ago as the coach of the year. This guy couldn't do anything wrong. Yeah. He gets them off to the greatest start in road trip history, and now he's out of a job. Yeah. So my my point there is just that Keith can't. So assuming my point was going to be assuming they're keeping him because there's it would be so uncommon. I'm, I'm with you. Right? I, I don't expect like, them to make a change. Right. I so don't. Assuming they keep him, we've already seen the attempts at being the accountability coach with you know they scratch camp was at the one game yeah. and they you know we a few examples of him trying to be the bench the guys coach. for the the power plays yeah yeah. But it's just you can't. People know who you are. Players know who you are. It's authentic or it's not authentic. But you. you but he's going to have to find a way to get these guys more consistent, though, down yes. this stretch. Yeah, I agree. I just, if, what do you do next if the accountability doesn't seem to be seeping but in? But aren't we also just talking about the four guys who have 60% of their goals right now? Like, to me, hearing you, you're not talking about getting more accountability out of Domi. Oh, listen. getting more out of accountability out of He has Cam. to find a way to squeeze more out of those guys, too. Yeah. But so it's across yeah, the board for you? I, I get that, for yeah. sure. Okay. I think that his inconsistencies and up and down has probably saved him this season in a re- weird way. Like, because you have that one long where they, the oil, or so the Kings were red hot. Mm-hmm. They were unbelievable. And you're like, you got up to that standard. Expectations. And everyone's like, wow, this team's elite. And then they go on a long losing streak and then they can't win anymore. And it's like, well, you're gone. Yeah. With Keith, it's like, well, we're kind of good. Oh, we're bad. We're kind of good. We're yeah, bad. It's right. like there's and no, no been point no, where like, you're like, this is a great that's team. That's exactly it. So I I don't know. I don't think they're going to change, coach. I mean, Expectations are. You know, the one thing bad. even for John Tavares is like he, he did get benched, right? Uh, and yeah. although the points haven't been flying by, he, he has – you can see that his attention to detail has, has gotten a little better. I don't think he's throwing as many pucks away. No, he's becoming, not like Jason Spezza did with the Leafs, but you can see a more veteran type of style of play out of him for sure. But, but want, people expect more at 11 right. million bucks. <laughs> that's, that's right, yeah. Right? We're not looking for a good puck management but for 11. They, they've got an issue with Lilligren right now. And how does, again, Sheldon get him to the place where they think he should be, and that's a legit top four guy yeah. making Good, sound decisions. Is there any chance they would trade players who are good players in hopes of just becoming a different-looking team? As in, 
you know, Lilligren, but you're still getting a current player yeah. back or even bigger name yeah. from getting a current player back. See that a to trade me, for hockey's sake. The tendency now is because over the years we've built up this trade deadline is the focus is on UFAs, UFAs. Buy, sell, yeah. I'm with you. Go find RFAs. Yeah. Go do a real hockey trade that that changes the makeup of this team without borrowing mm-hmm. a rental. Right. Right? Go, like, there's no Cliff uh, Fletcher trades for Doug Gilmore and how many guys were involved Seven in that one? guys, 11 yeah. guys. Were ridic- a, lot, yeah, like, a lot of humans. But that's almost what the Leafs need right now. Yeah. They need a, a three or four out and three or four in. And you know why? Because you know what you have out of the top, and it's a special group of guys. And so... If this isn't working below it, I'm with you. Can we just? And it has to be names. It has to be names that we we were not talking about. It's yeah. not. It's not Hannafin and Chikrin and no. It's Brandon right? Hagel. It's it's exactly Hagel. You know, it's, it's something twenty four, twenty five. Yeah. And if it does cost you a first rounder, you know, whatever's coming back is going to stick around for the next three or four years. Right. How many times can we do this? And that they like, need to be different. Back, why don't we change out the bottom six again? It's like this, this well, is the trade Marner se- for is, Roman Yossi sure, and Yossi This is Saros. a seven different know. version of the bottom six. Hey, they, that's, that's what happens when you haven't won in fifty-six team, years. Team A, Team B. It's like it's just a new Team B coming on in. Yeah. Bring on Team B again. Yeah. But what not choice? allowed to address Team A unless you think, <laughs> don't look at him in the eye. No, he'll turn into stone. Unless you think that the hope is that these guys will turn it around. Sammy. Maybe this time. Surely this time will be different. <laughs> uh, we should go. All right. Don't call me Shirley. <laughs> All right. When we return, we're going to bring in Marty Turco. Turco, former NHLer, almost 300 wins in his career, 275. And now special assistant to the president of the Dallas Stars. Up next on The Real Kipper and Bourne Show. Hey, it's Ben Ennis. And I'm Brent Gunning. We got you covered on all things Leafs, Raptors, and Blue Jays every weekday morning, 6 to 9. It's the Fan Morning Show. Sportsnet 590 The Fan and wherever you get your podcasts. We're back. Nick Kiprios, Justin Bourne, Sammy McKee. Okay, let's bring him in. One of the best goaltenders in Dallas Stars history, Marty Turco. 275 wins. Three-time NHL All-Star and the king of the charcuterie board, <laughs> Marty Turco. You want to talk meat? You want to talk cheeses? Hang with this guy. What's going on, Turk? <laughs> uh, what do you got hilarious. for me? A little salami? Oh, uh, maybe, maybe a little prosciutto, <laughs> some uh, super sata, you know. I've, I've been on the speck lately, a little bit, you know, a little harder, a little saltier. Nice, oh, nice. I love that. Where were we when you brought this thing out? I'm like, I love you. Uh, oh, Jesus. Where were we? Were, were we in Blue Mountain? I don't know. A long time. I don't know. But you have like one in your trunk just for like uh, in case of emergency. <laughs> hey, I travel well. You know the deal. I know you do, my friend. How are you? I'm good. Yourself? We're good. We're good. So, uh, I don't know. Tell us a little bit about the uh, the Dallas Stars. I did pick them to win the Stanley Cup when they asked me back in September. 
Um, I I don't mind my pick, but I think I need more right now. Uh, what are your <laughs> overall thoughts on the season? All right, here, here's your condensed uh, confidence booster for okay. yourself. Um, I mean, risque pick at the start of the year in this Central Division, uh, Western Conference, I mean, 32-team league, you know. We, we got we to gotta go through at the minimum, you know, Vegas, Colorado, who knew about Winnipeg, who knew about Vancouver. I love seeing the Canadian teams rocking and rolling, but um, and a few more obstacles probably along the way, never mind the finals if we ever get there. Okay, saying that. Um, I mean, I, do we have to go 12 hours ago or, or <laughs> well, listen, hours ago? Odd, odd was 12 hours ago. Yeah. 12 hours ago. Right. So our goalie, um, hasn't had the year, I mean, collectively that he, he wants, but, uh, he's got pedigree and listen to Razor last night. Yeah. There, our form has been, um, there, but sometimes not, but the pedigree's there. And, uh, you know, he's, he's a true number one. He's still a young guy. He's already had playoff experience. So, you know, that that that's kind of the linchpin, which we believe in. Uh, forwards have never been deeper, to be honest. And, you know, we thought that maybe going in, question mark being Duchesne, turns out he might be our MVP, uh, to be honest. Every place he's on, power play, line he's kicking on, you name it, uh, it just rolls. His energy is just contagious. He gives it to gives me the energy too. So he's playing fantastic. Uh, all all lines. I mean, even look down at the bottom. You know, our, our guys from Delandria, Steele, and Smith, and Foxa. These guys, um, you kind of get forgot about around here, but they're just the formidable fourth line. And we have three other good lines that are just rolling. So uh, the emergence of Thomas Hartley, I think this is kind of the one quiet piece that um, is really going to make the biggest difference for us in the back end. Uh, if we stay status quo through the trade deadline, I think um, he'll be the biggest reason we have any success in the playoffs. You just need, you know, your back end to uh, put up numbers, but put up quality minutes, uh, as you know. And so uh, we just like it. I like the way our team, you know, the belief is. And uh, you wait a guy like Wedgie carry the load for a while when Jake was hurt and maybe not playing his best. But, uh, you know, if, if, if things get going, all things are equal, we got good a chance as anybody uh, popping in goals as we tighten up things down the uh, down the road for defensively, uh, get our goalie rocking and rolling. You know, you might look like a smart guy when it's all said and done. All right. Well, you know, that's a fun thing when a team comes to town is giving the fans some players to watch. And the Thomas Hartley thing is fascinating to me. I think uh, in goals among defensemen, he's in the mix there with McCarr and Darlene. Hughes and Weger, 12 goals. Um, you know, were you guys surprised that he's been this effective this year? Well, what kind of demon is this guy? All offensive? I haven't watched him all that closely. Yeah, that's what I, I'm glad you asked. Um, at one point, he was tied for the league in, in goals for defensemen. Um, doesn't need a lot of power play minutes. Um, you know, does eat some ice time just because, um, you know, it's probably our least depth position, but it's still great. It's still good. Um, so he's a great skating defenseman, big body. Our expectations, probably internally, and at least for myself, I was like, yeah, this kid has it from the time he went down the minors, matured, understood and worked on his overall game um, and it's come up here. And, and we knew offensively, it's kind of the thing with young defensemen, right? They you, Offense usually isn't the issue. You just got to learn the nuances of the league, how to play it, how to play positionally, uh, work on your strength as a young guy. And uh, he fits that mold. He's got a ton of tremendous upside and has an opportunity to play in this league a long time. So a real smooth skating guy, puck moving 
uh, dude, uh, with the, I, I think he plays a little bit of a chip on his shoulder in terms of just competitiveness. And, you know, is what you need, you need for guys who are, are going to be all-stars in this league. And that's a, to check trajectory that he's on and it's really bode well for us and, and part of the reason why we put up our offensive numbers because uh, you get that offense a lot of times from your back end from the guys moving the puck so uh he's, he's been a really you know bright spot for us this year and like i said come playoff time it's somebody like that that's just going to push you over the edge uh when you win a six seven game series or not we're talking to three-time nhl all-star and now special assistant to the president of the dallas stars marty turco so you mentioned the 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 position of defense being the the least the least in depth, Harley, Miro, Heiskanen, and Lindell to me stand out. But does it drop off a little bit here? I know Ryan Suter's still there, probably playing a similar role to Mark Giordano here for the Toronto Maple Leafs. But a guy that you really got to watch uh, the minutes and the mer- uh, and the wear and tear, Marty. Yeah, I mean, we're in terror. He's, he's, he's the consummate pro. Him and Joe Pavelski, I mean, these guys have played, I mean, more games than uh, you and I probably just oh. like Shinny hockey. <laughs> you know, these guys have just been stalwarts out there. But, um, I mean, there's a drop-off just because, you know, Merrill's all-world. Essa's, you know, going to – he plays Team Finland, uh, you know, Olympics to play in the – 14 deal next year. He's just that kind of player. Eats minutes, definitely on the defensive side, block shots, penalty killer, just a sublime uh, competitor. And then Harley. But uh, I mean, other guys are great. They're good NHLers. It's just, it, it only is a drop because the other guys are just that good. And this league is that tough uh, on a nightly basis. And when you play against teams like ours that throw out, you know, three just wildly offensive lines that, um, you know, you're going to need your third, fourth, fifth, sixth defenseman um to play effective minutes and so we, we've had that this year our game has been overall a little bit loose our goals against has uh reflected that but uh, we expect that to tighten up here um you know we're more than capable these guys are all nhl defensive but um i mean it's still the reason why just because our top end three guys are are just that good and, uh, and then you expect a little bit more of the other guys so a special assistant to the president will you recommend a trade for a blue liner. There's a lot of teams looking to add depth on that blue line. Can we assume that Dallas would be in the mix on needing a, a Chris Tanev type of player maybe? Um, my recommendations usually um, go to what bar we're going to next. And, uh, <laughs> if you're hungry, I got the charcuterie board. You know, pickles, nice. don't forget the pickles and the, you know, and the olives, and, you know, the stuff that needs complete the deal. Um, I just know where my, you know, where it ends for me. But I mean, I've, I mean, Jim Neal and company, I've uh, been around the block a few times. And, um, and, our, and our, I mean, our owner, Tom Gallardi, man, he, he wants to win like no other. And so they, I mean, I think that assumption is probably pretty good. Okay. And um, it'd be, I mean, I, I mean, they always are, even though we probably, you know, don't make as many moves as maybe our fan base would like sometimes. Uh, we make a lot of great moves that have panned out in recent years, had a great run last year in the playoffs. So our crew knows what they're doing. And, um, I mean, I just – they're all they're, everybody's always looking. I mean, that just kind of goes without saying. But, uh, you know, I'm sure I'm sure we see what the market's out there like. But there's, there's so many teams in the mix and – and there's only so many uh, defensemen that are available and salary cap and all that stuff, such a, a major issue in, 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 in doing deals. Um, you know, it's, it, it's probably hard to do, but uh, our, our, our team is, 
you know, our hockey office is fantastic. And uh, we've had a really good run of, of going to the cup finals a few years ago, Western conference finals last year and always being in the playoff mix. And uh, so whatever they do, I'm sure it'll be a, a good move. And, you know, 32 teams get after it's a hard one to win, but uh, like I said, like our chances just as much as anybody, even though, um, we haven't won 16 in a row like that team out west. <laughs> but you guys are really curious mix of, of talents. I just looking at that group of forwards. The one thing I am uh, I'd like to hear more about is the surprise that has been Matt Duchesne. You mentioned that he has come from like what are we going to get out of this guy to nearly MVP status. Um, I, I guess how surprising and a positive a development has that been? Well, it's just surprising because he got bought out right, and you know we got him for you know really favorable price tag um, for our salary cap. Um, so when you just look at it in a linear perspective, yeah, it, it is surprising. Uh, if you take his body of work as a whole, and I mean, his eagerness, his drive this year, his competitiveness, his everyday ability to bring it and bring the fire. Um, that's not, I mean, now going to see him from day one till you know, just the last night, um, he, he's, he's, his skills there. I mean, they always, you know, I always knew that, that he, I mean, he was a high pick. Um, he was great as a young player. He's still good. And it just goes to show you how finicky this league is when, when you have expectations based on your contract. Uh, but, you know, pound for pound, dollar for dollar, this guy has been, you know, that MVP you, you mentioned. And uh, it's, it's been a breath of fresh air to see him come in here with a little, you know, he's, he's got a chip on his shoulder to say the least a lot to, to prove and, you know, one year deal and, uh, but man, he is good. He has that. He has that drive, but he also has the skill set, and uh, he has that other thing, that moxie, that just drags other people along. So, uh, you know, with Jamie Ben and Pavelski and others, uh, you know, got a good foothold on our locker room. Uh, what a welcome addition that fire that he brought this year. So, uh, Dutchie's been a, a you know really wonderful addition. He's really complimented this group a lot. Marty, we know Jason or Jamie Ben and Tyler Sagan are still there and. And, and key parts of that experience. But uh, the, the team really belongs to the guys like uh, Hintz and Robertson and even Wyatt Johnston now. Yeah, you're right. Our, our future is so bright, Kipper, that, uh, you know, we, you know, it's easy to look past, you know, this team this year, this leadership. Um, but we kind of have this great mix of, you know, experience uh, with those two and Joe and, and even Suter on the back end to our, our young core that, you know, is locked up for the most part, you know, under contract. And right now, those three that you mentioned, are, that's, our, that's our first line. Pavelski, you know, went down to play another line to get them going. And, and Wyatt Johnson, you know, a second year, uh, you know, 20 years old playing in the NHL. You know, he's just, um, man, he's good. And he's just a hockey player, right? He'd be a first overall pick if you're to go out in the streets and, and play some shinny or get on the pond uh to play we, we have an amazing first line forward and root by hands is big he does it all he's you know up for selkie uh nominations or conversations all the time and then you know robertson who's just secretly goes about his business you know you watch him does he get much fanfare he's he's not you know dynamic looking uh you know look at him and say yeah i mean he's one of the best players in the world but puts up a lot of points and he makes everybody better around him and he's just a really good player and so you know, those guys with Miro, uh, I mean, that's his, you know, his 20s. And, and we also have a couple of guys in the minor leagues. I mean, they're running away with the AHL scoring title, you know, 
uh, this year, and it kind of cooled off a little bit. But, um, you know, our future does look super bright. Our goalie's real young. And so there's a lot to uh, be thankful for in the Stars organization. But, you know, that being said, you know, we're kind of coming down the stretch here of, of you know, tight division, tight divisional race uh, that should just make us stronger. Uh, so, you know, we stay healthy and, and we kind of tighten things up a little bit defensively. We should be in a really good position you know, come playoff time. But uh, until then, big one in Toronto. Our boys always look forward to that. Um, a lot of guys on our team from Ontario. So uh, it's, it's a great matchup. And uh, after a big performance last night from our goalie, we hope our forwards and defensemen take a, take better care of business tonight. Well, we're looking forward to it, man. Hey, thanks for doing this. I haven't seen you in a while. I haven't talked to you in a while. But uh, you look great. You know, I don't know if it's a filtered lens or not. But uh, <laughs> it's working for you, Marty. <laughs> hey, don't be such a stranger and start bringing some wine and cheese around here. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to have to just surprise you one day, so I'll I'll, I'll get with your producer and and, and uh, surprise you. I can't see you right now. It's probably probably the best, but uh, I'll see what you look like. <laughs> I love that. Marty Turco, everybody. Thanks, pal. Thanks, Marty. Thanks, guys. That guy is a riot. Did you play with him? No, I did not. Yeah. But... You know, every once in a while, you find yourself at a charity event, like, you know, years past, and, mm-hmm. you know, you're like, I don't really know that guy. And then by 3 a.m., you're like, I love you, man. <laughs> There's a great meme of two guys trading shirts after the club, <laughs> like 2 a.m. I can see you doing it with Turco. And, <laughs> and then I'm not, I'm not kidding. 3 a.m., yeah. charcuterie board comes out. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know, come? is there a deli open downstairs? <laughs> like, where where did this come from? Our great goalie, list too. of uh, yeah. fantastic yeah, goalie. Our, our list of goalies on this show as great guests is extensive. We have a long yes. list of wonderful goaltender guests. And for the most part, like they don't shut up. They no, just they love to talk. True. They do. Maybe it's because like in the crease, they've had to hold that all in. They're not talking on the bench to the guys, and over the years, it just yeah. builds mm-hmm. up. That could be it. Yeah. Uh, what are you expecting tonight out of uh, out of Dallas? Because this is a it's sneaky a team. team. It's they a sneaky are. team. You know, top line of Jason Robertson, Rupe yeah. Hints, and Wyatt Johnston, who you're like, huh? But all those guys are point-per-game players. Well, Robertson's not going to hit the mark that he had last year, if I'm no. not mistaken, what, 45 goals, 46 yeah. goals? Yeah. He's only has 17, yeah. but he's still going to be yeah, sneaky 80, 90 points. 80, 90 points. And then Marchment, former Toronto Maple Leaf, mm. uh, you know, he's on pace for 30 goals. Duchesne's on fire. Sagan's, you know, putting the puck in the net pretty decent. Jamie Benn, Sam Steele, Joe Pavelski is their third line. As we do our Leafs hour, yeah. I'll just note that's a bit of a different feel to what and Pavelski <laughs> is a better. Rolling out. And Pavelski's turning 40. So he's up there yeah, in I know, that, played that the guy in college. Ryan, he's still doing this. He's in that Ryan Suter, uh, Mark Giordano. Yeah. But like the role he plays now on this team is still like super important. One goal away from his 14th 20 goal well, season. Well, he's also yeah. not a schlub. Doesn't he have 30 or 40 points? Like he's, he's But got he a lot of- he still takes key face-offs. Yeah. He's still like blocking shots. He's still producing. Like this guy's got life. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't don't What's love the matchup for the least tonight. He's got 19 goals and 24 assists for 43 points in 50 games this year. Just without, you talk about that third line. Yeah. Matching up against whatever the Leafs are going to be putting out there, third line. Robertson. Gregor. But yeah. it's like, like Ryan Suter, they, they need another defenseman. He needs to be like the seventh guy. I'm yeah. not sure I want Ryan Suter out there 
you know, to start the, the Stanley Cup playoffs. I'd like to note that Suter and Pavelski were teammates at Wisconsin back when I was in college. I did a workout today, and I can barely open my eyes. I don't know if you can tell. <laughs> These guys are playing in the National Hockey League. Really yeah, annoying. they're quite good. Yeah. So I think it should be a, a, a stiff test for the boys in blue this evening. How's that sound? Well, yeah, I think that's... And a lot of guys from Ontario on this team. Like Sagan, <laughs> you know you're getting a great effort. Wyatt Johnson. I'm pretty sure he's, he's a local guy. You know, it just feels like this. there's a bunch of guys that like to yeah. score against Leafs. Mason Marchment's having a, a better oh, yeah, year. Yeah. We do know, you know, he lost his dad very emotional last yeah. year. And he's now kind of looking like the guy that they signed for ah, sure. He's long and gangly and he'll fight you. Uh, Should have been a Leaf. Should have been a Leaf. I don't know. I thought Malgin was like the MVP of the Swiss League. So I thought that was a pretty good trade. I, honestly, though, I will say of my time with Sheldon and Kyle... The most baffling thing is giving up on this guy when they did. The amount of time they put in. They, they really put in time to develop this player. You know what it was? Why they did it? They didn't think he could stay healthy. They didn't believe in his health. Uh, based on what? He had some injuries. Shoulders, what? Yeah. He, and, and Knee. He, I, you know, I don't remember wow. how extensive, but they just didn't think he'd be in lineups enough. You know, the other one I was thinking about last night is uh, he's firing a puck. Uh, Carter Verhage. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Oh my God, this oh, guy could shoot the puck yeah, too. That, that, he, wasn't, he wasn't quite like. No, a but he's still leaf. a guy in the system. Another yeah, team gave up on him before he I went know, to the Panthers. I, yeah. so. He's just. I'm just telling you another yeah. guy that I saw. Fire went in the net. Yeah. Amadio looked pretty good on the nights last night too. He was oh, flying wow. around. Anyways, I don't, I'm not saying I miss him that bad. He'd be better on Leafs fourth nice line. The playoffs for Anyways, all right. See what you started. Sorry to derail the leaf hour. All right, give me a score tonight. Leafs just surprise us again and just, just handle business. I think the Leafs goes stars. Six, the six oh and oh. I'll take the Leafs on this one. Good for us. Just don't like uh, the backup goalie tonight. I think the Leafs can take advantage. There you go. Okay, plenty more still on the real Kipper and Bourne show. We go national next.